the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Nitri, just hit yourself in the Yeah, I hit myself in the lip with the microphone. <laughs> this is a dangerous job. People don't know. Uh, now, yeah. if you ever did that, that when when you're correcting Jerry's microphone, that yeah, yeah, that would have been trouble. <laughs> he he gives me enough grief about it just to move it, so we can hear him. But he's he's wandered off. Uh, if you find Jerry, he f- uh, yeah, send he, him back to the show because yeah. he's wandered off now. Now we we generally put put a little leash on him, but uh, yeah. Oh, we've got that collar. Yeah. We just press this button here. Does that? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll be a part of the show, 210 we, we used to be in, inclined to press that button. Yeah, sorry. it doesn't, doesn't now, seem now to... Now we kind of think about it. Though. Yeah, it doesn't seem to have the same impact it once did on him, too. Yeah. Uh, 3-8-210-308-8867. Tell us what's going on in your gardening world. Uh, it's a little breezy today. <laughs> yeah, it's... it's uh, it was... Uh, it was feels like winter. Yeah, it does seem like winter. It's actually wonderful in the sun. Uh, we're, we are on the porch, so we're not in the sun, but, uh, Jerry is fond of saying, look at the flags and yeah, uh, really they are moving. Yeah. Um, now, you know, we've been moaning and groaning about our, uh, uh winter vegetables and oh. in the, in the in winter flowers, uh, but, uh, in the, this cool weather we've had for the last couple of weeks has really made a difference now, you know, the. I would like to check and see if uh, my garden, uh, the beets and the carrots and, uh, uh, of course, the turnips have been up for a long time, sweet peas and English mm. peas. Yeah. And, of course, I've never seen, I harvested some uh, um, cauliflower that was as big as uh, volleyballs. I mean, it, it was huge so it's re- this oh that's re- cool yeah this weather has uh, really uh, been encouraging for the the plants finally when is cabbage when is cabbage weather is right. that november that's, that's yeah Are yeah the, ca- the cabbage uh i've harvested the uh, s- several cabbage cabbages oh, okay but uh yeah they they are not quite as fussy we uh, i remember when we went to visit uh, you mentioned the uh, the volleyball size uh, cauliflower. We went to visit my in-laws, and they were having a little. Uh, it's a small city, and they were having a kind of a at the church, showing off their vegetables. And this man 
had a cabbage. This thing was, was you, you know your Volkswagen? It was slightly smaller than your Volkswagen. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was huge. I mean, it was, it was, I, I can't, I don't know if there's a ball. It's bigger than a volleyball. But, yeah. But, oh, man, it was. Medicine ball. Yeah, yeah it was probably a medicine ball size. And, uh, but it was fun to watch people because, and he was so proud. Because people would walk by and they would stop and they would kind of ooh and ah and look at it, and he was just grinning from ear to ear. You know, you see every every year or every other year, you see in the newspaper those uh, Alaskan gardens. Yeah, and those with those huge vegetable. I guess because they have the sun for twenty two hours a day, and uh, and they. Uh, respond really quickly but they have a short growing season but a, an intensive growing season so that's when what you we're seeing a little bit of on the things like you mentioned okay the cauliflower that was bigger i know like on cucumbers the bigger is not better is it either for taste it's um well the the taste can be okay but it, it's hard it's harder to manage I, I think the taste depends on how long you wait oh okay yeah, now this, this So it's not the size, it's how long. Yeah. But you're you're red, right, and generally, you know, a more moderate size is uh, a, a tastier size, but I th- I think I think gardeners are finding that uh, with this weather um, and this and the varieties and the selections le- like we're offering here at Millburgers and other local nurseries that, that everything uh, tastes pretty good. But it is, you know, it's hard. A thirty-pound or twenty-five-pound <laughs> cauliflower is hard to deal with. Yeah, I don't. How do you eat it all? You freeze a lot of it, or? Well, oh, you could rice it. You could have. Do y'all do that? Do you have cauliflower pizza and well, cauliflower uh, rice? And I know, I know one, one of my neighbors did use it's, part it's of one for that, and uh, they they like to. A lot of folks like to do that uh, roasting. I that's not my favorite. No. I'm into oh. eating it raw or uh, oh, okay. boiling it. Uh, Laura made some incredible uh, roasted. I'm glad Jerry's not here uh, right now. I don't know where he is. Uh, we were only half. It may be lost. We were only. I was only half joking when the show started that we. Uh, if you see him now, I'm getting like, well, where'd he go? He went in the the building. Maybe he's talking to somebody. But um, uh, she made uh, roasted uh, Brussels sprouts. Uh, uh, and uh, cauliflower and broccoli and all that. Oh, it was so good. Ah. Um, I like Brussels sprouts. I think you do, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sure. There was no kale in it. Uh, and, and the uh, cabbage, um, I like that, the cabbage when it's uh, boiled. Yeah. And, but you got lots. you got lots of options, and there's so many recipes. You mentioned that uh, cauliflower in... Uh, well, even pizzas and things like yeah, that. Yeah, cauliflower there. crust pizza, which is actually pretty good. I know people who are traditionalists are screaming at their radio, but if you're trying to stay away from carbs or do gluten-free, you mix it with, um, i got to try to do this off the top of my head, because now we just buy a pre-made, um, which probably isn't good. But you mix it with cheese, you, you, you shred the cauliflower, you mix it with cheese and egg, and you make the crust. And then you put the uh, you bake it for a little while, and then you put the toppings on, and then you finish baking it. Uh huh. It's good, huh? Yeah, I like it. It it's okay. It's an acquired taste, but once you kind of get it and like it, it's uh it's not bad. Um, 
Is it is it as good as traditional pizza crust? No. There's there's a flour crust because if you get a good pizza crust, ah, oh, so good. But uh, anyway, all right. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Uh. You know those uh, cyclamen just stay beautiful. I mean. Yeah. Wait, what a still a wonderful selection. And he must um. They must be really popular because. He has the same, the reds, for instance. I see pretty much the same number we had last week in front of us, but to the side, there were reds and whites that he had, and uh-huh. all the reds are gone. I don't know. He may have moved them, but uh, I'm not sure he did. He's and they're so beautiful. And he's got a, a not not nearly as many primula, but the, they're beautiful over there. Those colors, unbelievable colors too. Does um. So I walked by, a, I won't say where it was, but I walked by a, uh, a stand, an outside stand of uh, cyclamen the other day. And there, were, there was white and red. They kind of did the holiday thing, too. Uh, it wasn't the cities, but I noticed on the whites, the tips were all brown and black on the tips of the, the bloom. Uh, on every single one of them. Uh-oh. Yeah, and I'm wondering, is that... Does that happen? <laughs> Millburgers, the ones here, do not have that. No, and I, I have not uh, seen that either. And I, I don't think we've had weather that's cold enough. But these oh, are. Oh, is these that what causes that? The weather? Well, you could be. But, okay. Uh, but I, I think what it is is uh, they let them dry out. Oh. You know they're okay. They're, they're pretty. They're not not ha- hard to take care of. They they do pretty well on uh, water. You got a, you got a lot of slack there. You know, not they're not nearly as tough as uh, poinsettias in terms of. Uh, okay, we we got you, we we got Jerry back, so I gotta yeah. you know change my story a little bit. You know, because I hate Brussels sprouts. They're the worst. <laughs> no, we were talking about how good Laura made a great grilled Brussels sprout dish uh, with cauliflower and broccoli and. Uh, I'll have to bring you some. A lot of cauliflower. Yeah, right? you you got to talk. Give a little cauliflower. Look. Oh, uh huh. <laughs> That's weird. Okay. Uh-huh. I'll see if I can fix it for you. But uh, I I think it was probably Milton that they let them dry out a little bit. And Maybe that, so. That uh, well, you know, because this this weather has been uh, deceptive. Yeah. Well, yesterday. Yesterday, it got up to 80 plus. And oh my gosh! Did it really? Yesterday, it was beautiful. And the sun it was still was breezy. Sun out. The sun was out. So if you get, you know, if you got four or five days uh, without rain and uh, that kind of uh, sunny uh, temperatures out there, you could you could uh, easily, I guess, uh, show some. The Maybe so. Um, but I, I just can't imagine that there would, we've had enough cold because Jerry and I, you know, we've, we've, we've come to the conclusion that it's advisable to cover them when the forecast is o- under 30. Yeah. But it's not, uh, they're not at all uh, real temperamental. And um, I do think the wind has died down a little bit. This morning I went and walked the dog. <laughs> We, I nearly lost the dog. She was, she was, she was just being picked up by the wind. But uh, you know what I did see? What? It was so odd. Brown sparrows. It was so no. 
It was so windy, I actually saw Santa and his reindeer fly by me. Backwards, huh? Yeah, they, they were backwards. <laughs> exactly. And then I saw uh, the little baby Jesus and uh, the three wise men fly right by me, too. There they you were, go. Yeah. Well, one, the one thing that wind in this uh, pattern of weather is shown is a typical leaf drop. The pecans, Oh, the I, wind goes through, and uh, I mean, they're just the... All the pecan leaves are falling off. And yeah. The, the Texas, uh, the red oak. Yeah. They're falling. And burr oak is on the ground already. So I remember, too, I don't know if it's because I don't have a pecan anymore, but it would seem, and I guess with the wind it may be different, but it would seem like the pecan leaves would hang on, hang on, hang on, and then one day the temperature or maybe the breeze would just be just right, and it would just be like, it would be like snow. They were just, f- yeah. Yeah, that's exactly straight down. Yeah, <laughs> it was with like the, with this wind. If you got a, you got a swimming pool or some oh other no. kind of, you know, patio, and the, those leaves are blowing and filling every crack and crevice and surface there, every, everywhere around there. Did Cherries. your na- did your neighbors uh, have a lot of leaves in their yard? <laughs> Interesting enough, uh, my red oak. Has not fully colored up and has not lost their leaves yet. Lost well, that's leaves. weird. Yeah, I've got we got one in the yard that's done that, and then we got the other one is uh, all the leaves are off of it. Yeah, right? <laughs> just goes it just uh, it's another example of that uh, genetics, individual genetics. Of it. Yeah, each of those <coughs> oak oak trees is uh, an individual. And, of course, uh, there's a little bit of environmental difference can make, can make a big difference. Well, I hope if the leaves do fall, this wind won't take them away from my yard. I know. Because I miss raking the leaves. I'm sure you do. I, it's, it's been five or six years since I've raked leaves. i got to get out there and mow. Mow them <laughs> up. But I think tomorrow's nicer. I think tomorrow's sunny in uh, mid-60s. Yeah, without the breeze. I got a mow too. My rescue grass is really Uh-oh. just thick. That's a beautiful green, but uh, does need mowing. <laughs> so I think did did you walk by the veggies? Yeah. Oh, did you see the got the beautiful spinach out there? Okay. And uh, and broccoli. Swiss chard. There's uh, on one end of some some really nice Swiss chard. Yeah. Bright light Swiss chard too. The interesting thing on the on the ground there, uh, beneath those vegetables, and this first table from us, is a bicolor or va- I don't I don't think you call it variegated, a snapdragon, one of those small snapdragon. That's a pretty color. Yeah. Huh. That's, That's where. Where is it? Yes, yeah, it right on the ground under that. Oh, the table. red and white. Is that what that yeah, is? Yeah. Yeah. Looks oh, like it. Yeah. It's it's kinda. It's a uh, looks. It looks like they're trying to match violas. For yeah. Color, <laughs> but the, those violas, uh, Johnny Jump Ups are r- really looking good too with this weather. <laughs> they they like it. But uh, they, they look. They, they caught my eye. Yeah, those are neat. <clears throat> but another thing that they've got lots of that you can eat or look at is uh, ornamental kale. Uh, all uh, several yeah. different colors. The perfect for shade. Now the deer will eat them. Remember, if people will eat something, deer will eat it. Oh, okay. 
Uh, or vice versa? <laughs> no. Yeah, vice versa. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> but uh, anyway, uh, they got some large plants of that ca- ornamental kale out there, which is what you need uh, so they can get the roots established and uh, grow as much as they possibly can during the winter and uh, then be uh, be ready to really put on a show this spring. Kind of like the sp- uh, petunias. Are your laurel bushes blooming? Yeah, they're still blooming. <laughs> I just... They, they, they were... <laughs> <laughs> they were taking that wind though, because they get kind of leggy, oh, and so yeah. they were going back and forth in their little container. Yeah, uh, I happened to go, uh, go by uh, Forrest Appleton's on the way over here, uh-huh. and uh, to look at his uh, year-old poinsettia. Oh wow! His wife uh, t- takes real good care of uh, poinsettias every year, and it it was blooming. And so they said, come to the backyard and, and look at it blooming. Well, you know, coloring. Yeah. And sure enough, you could see it from the gate as you walk in. It's full of, full of those colorful bracts. And uh, Far said it had been, it colored up about a month ago. How tall is it? Is it, is it big and bushy? Or? No, it's a... Uh, How do they protect it, like on a day like today? Well, it's in their backyard under trees. Okay, so it gets some natural. It's kind of protected from the deer and the wind. Oh, I forgot about the deer. <laughs> uh, you know, they say uh, animals eat poisonous poisons. Mm. They hadn't told a deer that. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I think the deer just passed that rumor around, so they'd have more poinsettias to eat. And the, and the interesting thing about it, they had it in a pot on the on the patio their back patio and uh, they got a new dog oh what kind and of dog he, again? he got <laughs> it, it was supposed to be a dachshund it looked like a dachshund but uh, obviously there was a terrier got in the mix somewhere oh okay so it's, it's size of a dachshund but uh, build of a terror it's a nice little dog so what would that be a doc <laughs> a a dockier, a dock, <laughs> dock worker, dock something. <laughs> but anyway, the, the, he he chases squirrels. Oh, and well, he chased that, the welcome actually, to the club. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of a mix. That's kind of a characteristic of both oh, dachshunds yeah. and absolutely. Isn't it? I was just uh, I, uh, this is a philosophical exploration here. Uh-oh. I was watching my my two. They remain enthusiastic. They'll sit by the back door and just go wild the, the minute they see a squirrel. Of course, the squirrels are trans are going across the patio to get the pecans on one side of the yard and take them. Mm-hmm. The but they never they never catch anything. So day in day out, they they run after them twelve or thirteen times. <laughs> I said, what the. Don't you guys ever get tired of this, or, or why don't no, you they never catch do. catch one? <laughs> well, I uh, my dogs used to have the same problem, and uh, especially our, our Schnauzer. Mm. And uh, so he he or she let's say it was a he he would sit under the tree, chase the squirrel up the tree, and then sit under the tree, looking up at the squirrel. I bet that squirrel would. 
until chew him out until mm-hmm. I took care of that after after long oh and shot the squirrel out of the tree which fell right on top of the dog and he he it was a terrier I think it was a terrier yeah I know it hey we got to help a white uh, terrier Spider-Man is listening to the show and he's about to lose the signal Uh-oh. uh oh I think that's he's, sad when that happens. But he wants he had a question. So while he's while he can still hear us and then we'll go to a break. Okay. He's wondering if he can plant his burr oak seeds and how to do it. Yeah, with burr oak, that's a white oak and they they really don't need uh stratification. Okay. Stratification. Yeah, stratification. That means store them in a cool place. So he So he doesn't have to do that. He doesn't have to do that. Okay. So he can go ahead and plant it whenever he wants to. Uh, I imagine if you put them in the refrigerator, they'll sprout. Oh, in the refrigerator? Yeah. Oh, cool. Are you? <laughs> yeah, it's cool in that method. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or you could uh, you can just plant them in the. Yeah. So yeah. and uh, the problem with burrow yeah. seed is that if you get them off the ground after they fall on the ground, Too they're late. probably not uh, fertile. Uh, are full. Uh, they won't sprout. Yeah. They won't grow. But it's. Uh, but he can float them. Yeah. Easy. Get trick. the seed out. Uh, uh, take the uh, shell off. Not the out. Uh, what do you call that? The cup. Yeah. Take the cup off that holds the acorn, and uh, float those acorns. Put those acorns in a bucket of water, a small pail of water, and the ones that float. You should throw away the ones that sink are good. You plant. Okay. Chances are that those that sink will germinate, but no one will throw the ones that float away. So go ahead and plant those somewhere else other than next to the ones that well, sink. No, Warren listens to us. He's going to do what we say. Uh, no, I'm telling you, that's human nature. Okay. Just like so uh, taking you your cutting your satsumas off. Thin in your satsuma. Yeah. Can you get them off the tree? Oh, yeah. Okay, so is it better if he picks them off the tree than to pick them I off the ground? They've fallen already. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so okay, it's too yeah. late. If the ones in my neighborhood, all, all the leaves. Yeah. And I, th- this was not a good year for acorns off no. the burrow. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you can take them off the tree. Okay. That's better. And take the cup off and then oh, take the cup off and float them. Yeah. And the ones that sink. Plant them. Plant them. How deep? About an yeah. uh, inch or two. Yeah, or two inches. They're not. A, they're not fussy. They're not fussy. Mm. Oh, cool. You know, they're they're. I want a burr oak now. Milton. Yeah, they're big. So yeah, they're the ones. So, you, you, do you say two inches up here? Or oh. <laughs> so. Warren, save me one. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. While we do, you give us a call. Save me a sinker. Yeah, Warren, uh, give him a floater. No, don't give me a floater. I don't want a floater. (laughs) 210-308-8867 is our number. We're going to take a break and come back, and we'll tell you more about how you can talk to Spider-Man yourself right after this on 930 AM, The Answer. Christmas and every day be blessed 
Let the end of every day be filled with happiness. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9:30 a.m. The answer. That's that's much better than um, the much more upbeat than the kind of the classic country Christmas we were listening to last week. It was all sad. Where Santa <laughs> lost his truck and his and Mrs. Claus left him, and it was all very very sad. Hey, uh, let's give you a, a little information about that guy we were talking about, Warren Remy. <laughs> Uh, listens to the show, and we appreciate that, Warren, and sometimes calls in when we get things right and sometimes calls in when we get things wrong. So it's nice that he listens. But if you're looking for a pest control uh, company, uh, family-owned in San Antonio, that's going to treat you right, that's well-respected across the nation, Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control, if you're looking for a pest control company that when you talk to people about them, they'll tell you the story of how they were with other pest control companies and they... uh, uh, they, they just didn't get the results they wanted. And then they called Spider-Man. I don't know how they found him. That's great. Maybe they heard us talking about him. Uh, but they found Spider-Man, and they've kept him ever since because he got the job done. That's the key, whether it's roaches, mosquitoes, whether it's varmints and, and running through the house or the walls, uh, whatever it is that's bugging you, a Spider-Man termite and pest control can help you. Uh, they've been your web of protection since 1976. You can call them. 210-656-3721. But if you're listening as you're driving around the hill country like Sworn is, just go to GoSpiderManPest.com. GoSpiderManPest.com. All right, 210 Is he shooting them off the road again? <laughs> What's that? The pests or the... Uh, the deer. I don't know. That's the I only think reason he, you would be driving around I think he may country. be on his way to... Uh, maybe uh-huh. I shouldn't have said anything. Get them off! Get them off the road. But he said that the uh, some big ones on the road. The uh, reception is kind of, kind of <laughs> real good and then real bad. So Warren, hopefully you're getting everything, <laughs> and it's just uh, fine with that. We have nothing but good things. <laughs> oh, Warren, I think it's cutting in and out again. Yeah, I can yeah. hear it. Yeah. All right. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Al back at the station is not finding that very funny. <laughs> And if you if you f- see one that's been hit by the car on the side of the road, uh-huh. stop and get the antlers. Oh. No one will ever know you didn't kill it. Oh, okay. Now, in the old days, you did, when, at least in Minnesota, you didn't want to do that because you needed a... Um, a tag? A tag. Oh. Yeah. I guess you On the it. antlers? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. wow. Yeah, any indicator. So if you put it on your if you put it on your wall, like I see so many of them, it had to have the tag on it too. Yeah, well, but that if it went through a taxidermist. So yeah. Oh okay. Okay. But, but my we had a resort for a while, and my uh, you know people would hunt deer. They'd stay at the resort, and then they'd give the deer away, and it was it was a, a, a pain. My my father. Didn't want it in any part of it because he didn't have the license <laughs> oh. or anything, and the <laughs> game wardens are everywhere, you know. Yeah. But uh, I saw, yeah, there were a couple of uh, folks here at the nursery that were looking through. Oh, looking through the antlers? Antlers, yeah. That was a good point. <laughs> we haven't seen Trace. Trace, please come to the porch. Trace, please come to the porch. 210 308 8867 is our number. 210 
308-8867. What else can we talk about gardening? Lots of blooming things Calvin was talking about. Uh, yeah. And by the way, just to mention, I know we talk about it a lot, you heard in the commercials, but if you're looking for beautiful Christmas trees uh, to enjoy the holiday season this year, whether it's fresh cut or the container-grown living Christmas trees, Millburgers is the place to go. Terrific trees, great prices, lots of selection, lots of heights from big to small. Uh, you'll find them all here at Millburgers. So come on down. Uh, even the uh, living container-grown trees, too, here at Millburgers at 1604 and Bull Road. Chris is on the line. He has a question about a Douglas fir. Hi, Chris. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today? Pretty good. Love the show. Always, always, always cracking up with you guys. It's fun. Thank you, then. We have fun, too. What's going on? <laughs> no, I just wanted you to... Uh, Touch on Douglas fir and why all the nurseries carry the beautiful Christmas tree. What's where they come from, stuff like that. Just the basics of it. Do they grow here? I know they don't, but why don't they grow here? Stuff like that. Okay, we got it out. They get them off of Mr. Douglas's farm. I guess it's up <laughs> up north. In uh, are you making this up? Yeah. Okay. How am I doing? It's always, <laughs> I was I was with you, man. I shouldn't have said anything. Well, we don't have Douglas firs here. No, we've got the Frasers, the Nordmans, and the Nobles. That, and I uh, think there was a reason they stopped carrying the Douglas. Was it leaf drop or the uh, the needle retention or something? I was trying to remember. Is that a, used to be Colorado was the source? Or, oh, yeah, yeah. And it was uh, hard harder. I think it's a harder tree to manage. Oh, yeah. To, to make it in that form. Yeah. Oh, and, I see. And also, I think Mr. Douglas ran out of uh, out of trees. Really? <laughs> he, he was getting old and up in age. Poor Mr. Douglas. And he didn't didn't uh, follow through and plant some. Went. Poor Mr. Douglas. The yeah. Fifteen years ago. Every every story Jerry has ends with someone leaving us. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> you don't expect Mr. Douglas to live forever, do I you? I guess not, but everybody, geez, Jerry. Yeah. But um, they, they, uh, most of the Christmas trees that are cut Christmas trees come from the north where it's cooler. Maybe even Minnesota, does Minnesota grow Christmas trees? They probably. do, but they don't. it's not a, generally a source here. I, w I saw one of those articles we were talking about a, a couple of weeks ago had listed North Carolina there was a source uh, and the uh, well they got some mountains in North Carolina yeah, Mich Mi um, Michigan and Wisconsin were, yeah were sources and uh, how, how did uh, how did they go from the west coast to North Carolina that's pretty interesting right yeah but the, uh, I don't I don't know which of the varieties came came yeah. from North Carolina yeah, we need Trace here for this because they've studied this. Yeah, those Virginia pines would probably go. I know they have like an oceanic one, and they have Douglas firs. Don't don't grow here, um, and don't don't prosper. Yeah, in our heat and soil, and I don't think there's any fur that does. <laughs> yeah, right? I know. Wow, um, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. yeah, we get. They don't let's like see. alkaline soil. Aleppo pines do okay. Uh, Italian stone pines, Theodore cedar, and of course Arizona cypress is the probably the most successful. Yeah, and we'll ask Trace, but they've got. The, I think the Fraser fir is is touted as being the 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 best seller, the one that 
and throughout the United States most people buy? Yeah, but doesn't he was he his question about uh, was Douglas who was it growing? Oh, about growing. I thought it yeah. was about. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know where the Frasier's fur comes from? Is that Mr. Frasier's farm? Exactly, man. man. Did you catch it? <laughs> did he live? Did he live near ne- near Mr. Douglas? I don't know if they're in the same area. How's he doing? I heard he wasn't well. Yeah. Oh uh, dear. Frasier's better shape than Douglas. <laughs> is, is that right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll be dug on. <laughs> live and learn. You'll hear stuff on this program. You you won't hear anywhere else. Yeah. <laughs> anywhere else. Yeah, that's that's why I caught with my uh. <laughs> my, uh, so you know, forget Google. So I, I mean. misunderstood the thing, the, the way he was going. So what's the closest thing that he can get to a Douglas fir? You said Aleppo. Uh, oh no, I mean yeah, if conifers. Okay. Conical shape or t- classical shape conifers. Uh, Deer door is my favorite. Yeah, it is a nice, nice. Got got plant. that. Uh, Bluish, soft, yeah. Kind of close to you as you can come to a blue spruce. It's a blue spruce with uh, weep, weeping branches at the end. Yeah. Oh, what, it, what is it called exactly? Deodore cedar. They're. Uh, I was, know where uh, that from, Milton? I'm not uh, even going to answer uh, anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we have any left here. They had quite a few. Yeah, I, I suspect we have some uh, that are still and still here. That I have I have one growing in my landscape that I got here as a living Christmas tree. A number well, must have been ten or twelve years ago. Yeah, I planted a couple in my backyard uh, in the deepest soil that I had, and uh, it it was beautiful, fastest growing tree I ever saw. Really, and. Uh, then we had a serious drought, and that killed it. Uh, my, I well, speaking, of, speaking of the drought, ain't the weather something else? <laughs> no, yeah. This is weird weather. <laughs> it went, it's it's it was, nice uh, in the sun. If if you come here and you're out in the sun, it feels great. It's not cold at all. It's surprising. I walked over to the Circle K to get something to drink, and the sun felt wonderful. <laughs> I mean, but it's uh, look at the flags. Yeah. So I think tonight out of the north. So Calvin, I think, was saying that tonight it. it gets in the 30s. Yeah, yeah it depends on which forecast you look at. We're uh-huh. going to hit that humidity again. Oh. oh hey, yeah. thanks, Chris. Yeah. Thank thanks you, sir. Dollar. Thank you, guys. You, thanks for I the nice words. It. You have a Merry Christmas, if we don't hear from you before yeah, that. It would be, be interesting to we'll see what Trace knows. Uh, interesting to get the kind of the... The geography of the mm-hmm. Christmas trees. I bet he doesn't even know the origin. Well, remember, how many <laughs> years ago was that, Jerry, when we would go on the tours of the Christmas tree they're growing here? Uh, they, yeah. They had the Virginia yeah. pine. That's at least 10 years. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We went down south in the sand, and uh, they were growing the, uh, I think some they were growing some Elderica or Afghan pine. Yes, they were. Uh, that's why they do the best, uh, but they still have problems down there. And I think they—they they all the the alkaline soil people have uh, switched over to Virginia pine because mm. they they do well in that soil and uh, uh, they shape them and do yeah. pretty well with it. So yeah, it's a it's a really an interesting industry, and uh, they ha- they actually had a society or. A 
organization through from A&M. And one of the forestry specialists over there is a president. Well, I wouldn't be surprised the next time we have Mark Peterson around. We'll see if we see what his uh, knowledge is of the of the Christmas tree industry in this yeah. area. I think he, uh, of course, he's uh, been away from it for a while, but he still has a lot oh of background. Oh, yeah, no, no, absolutely. And I don't mean to disparage Mark, but I bet you he doesn't know about Mr. Douglas and Mr. Frazier. I bet he doesn't, has never heard that. I bet he hasn't heard that. I'll bet he'll know exactly where <laughs> the information <laughs> came from. Yeah, I bet he'll figure <laughs> it out pretty quick. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break, and while we do, you give us a call. And uh, with your gardening question or any question you got on uh, gardening. So, uh, yeah, I guess that was, yeah, that was a good gardening question from Chris. All right, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on a beautiful day here at Millburgers at 1604 on Boulevard How much fun it's gonna be together. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. And uh, we tried to call Kyle over there at Wild Birds Unlimited, but he's busy. Can you what? imagine that? I know. He's letting his business get in the way of his... Of uh, entertaining yeah, chatting us. with us. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, Wild Birds Unlimited over at Northwest Military and Hebner Road is busy right now with lots of people getting great Christmas gifts for uh, themselves, for their family, for relatives, for uh, co-workers. And they're all over there at Wild Birds Unlimited, Northwest Military and Hebner Road. And uh, it's a great place to go because you're not only going to be able to, especially if you're one of those folks that's like, ah, I don't know what to get. They can kind of share information with you. And uh, you ask it kind of about the person, and then they'll help you pick out the perfect gift. In a couple different cases, they have the gifts already pre-wrapped and everything and ready to ship. They'll even ship them for you. So uh, head on over there to Wild Birds Unlimited at Northwest Military at Hebner Road. Ask them about the hummingbird situation, and then call us back at 210-308-8867. Because so they're, they're busy. Maybe we'll try again tomorrow. Maybe uh, Sunday I haven't seen a hummingbird in three weeks. Wow. Mm. Which is unusual for this. Yeah, that's what you said. So we will find out. Uh, Before we get to our next caller, I want to tell you that according to, and the the number besides just going there at Northwest Military and Hebe, the number is easy to remember. It's 210-479-BIRD, 210-479-BIRD, and give them a call. Okay, so this is from... The California, what is this? Forest and Outreach, a research and outreach, forest research and outreach website. And it says, oh, oh where to go? <laughs> it oh. says, where do you go? It says, where is it? Say, <laughs> Douglas fir is not a true fir at all. Uh-oh. Not a pine or spruce. It's distinct species named after its discoverer, Archibald. Many's and a botanist, David Douglas. 
that owned a farm. <laughs> David <laughs> Douglas had a farm. E-I-E-I-O. And on that farm, he had a tree. Same. A major characteristic that distinguishes it from its true fur is that its cones, which fall from the tree in, intact. Oh, is that from furs that cones don't fall intact? Okay, well, well we will trust. Uh, so yeah, yeah, we're we, we, we have experienced uh, <laughs> pines, yeah. and I don't, not a lot yeah, of furs. Some pines just open their uh, burrs, okay. uh, cones, and let the seed fall out. Well, we have never let the, uh, some the, the University of California's Forest Research and Out, Outreach Center has never let us down yet. So. Oh, yeah. James is on the line at 210-308-8867. How are your peppers doing, James? Well, I'm looking at them through the window here. They're blowing in the wind. Um, mm. I, I harvested all the uh, lunchbox peppers off of the three five-gallon plants, and I'm wondering if I could cut them back and then move them in and overwinter them and get a head start on next year and how the hell all that works well uh that's been tried by commercial people <laughs> uh in a mild winter the peppers would the tops would freeze back especially the jalapenos they were trying to get jalapenos early in the spring uh for pace picante and and just to have jalapeno and church's chicken and places like that so uh that that's they've grown them in the greenhouse tried to grow them in the greenhouse and uh also tried to cut them off uh in the commercial fields and let them re-sprout from the ground uh none of that has been economical and worked very well because it's kind of like tomatoes you know when you save the tomatoes over that you planted in the spring they will bloom and they will have fruit but generally the fruit is smaller and that's the same thing with the pepper so uh yeah you can dig them and bring them in the no, house they're, uh jerry they're in f- five gallon uh pots out there in the oh already the yard huh? yeah okay yeah you can bring them to uh they'll uh I'm pretty sure a pepper will take more cold than a tomato will. At least in my garden, it's happened. But uh, you could just move that uh, move that pot to a container. Yeah, I mean to a protected area. Yeah, that and, was uh, the plan. Uh, move them here in the breezeway. The uh, there you go. That worked. Well, uh, you uh, and you don't have a huge number, so you be might be a worthy experiment. Yeah. And you There's don't, three you of don't, them. You don't have to cut them back. Oh, you don't have to cut them back. No, okay. Uh-uh. If they don't freeze, if the top doesn't freeze, keep them going. Grow them like a house plant. Oh. But uh, they got they got to be light in. Yeah, they got to be light in there. They lose their leaves. That's okay too, right? Okay, yeah. Unless okay, you want well to glue those back on. No, sir. I just wanted to whack them off and then <laughs> overwinter them and let them uh, run wild in out. the spring. Well, you could try that, but uh, I think the longer you keep those leaves on, the healthier the plant will be come next spring. Oh, okay. Well, we'll do as you say. 
We'll just okay. move them into the the warm place and and see what there blows up. And you've got to on peppers and things. You've got to kind of keep fertilizing them. Yes, yes, you do. <laughs> but uh, and and or you can wait until you uh, cut them back in the spring and fertilize them then. Okay. Well, um, I wasn't sure the procedure how to get them through the, the work. cold, cold winter. <laughs> That'll work. Cool. Okay. And Thanks, that'd, guys. That'd, that'd be okay. Thank you, James. You take care. Thank you. Stay warm. Take care. Bye. All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. And toll-free 866-308-8867. Do you want me to do more uh, research on no. Mr. Douglas <laughs> and David Douglas? With Douglas Fur? Yeah. Okay. He's the what, botanist. What's that other one we were looking at? Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. N M E N Z. I mean Fraser. Oh, okay. Let me ask him. Look up, Mr. Fraser. Let me ask. But I also want to mention while I was. Over at uh, Forrest Appleton's place, looking at his year-old poinsettia, uh, I, I, I went to the backyard to see the poinsettia, and way back in the where his gardens were, raised bed gardens were, there was that one of the beds uh, were full was full of flowers, and I couldn't make out what kind. Zinnias. Uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> I did see a well, zinnia today on what my walk. Is what kind of flowers were back there, and they were old-fashioned petunias. Oh, that he brought brought from his uh, farm, uh, boyhood farm, up in northwest Texas, where he was raised uh, over thirty years ago, and they come up every year. He said, "You should have seen them last year." <laughs> well, they, they were prettier last year. But uh, uh, he says they have every color in the world. He says, I've, I've seen pink, and I've seen purple, and uh, white, of course. And uh, he he's describing the old-fashioned petunias. I've seen that same planting of petunias in Tennessee. So people have, yeah. Even in the old days, they took those petunias everywhere. And uh, so I told, I was telling him, I said, the mother. That is the mother of all petunias. That old-fashioned petunia like that. Huh. And it's the it's the it's the father of uh, Laura Bush. Which okay. is uh, the mother? Which the used to grow on the Bush Farm. Is VIP. Okay. And so, <laughs> so but uh, he, I, I tell, I always tell the story about Greg Grant was saying that they took up a sidewalk in the center Texas, up in East Texas. They took up Deep remo- East removed, Texas. Removed a sidewalk that had been there over thirty years. And the first thing that came up was old-fashioned petunias. Oh, wow. Been under the sidewalk, the seed had. That's for tough. For over 30 years. And so they've reseeded 
all over the place in Forrester's backyard. Very, that's cool. And you know, they're, they're blooming they're right now. Take a, they're pretty. Forrest, take a picture and send it to me. That'd be neat to see. <laughs> but I, I pull, was pulling uh, zinnias because the uh, mildew was pretty pretty yeah, tough on them. Yeah. Plus, you, uh, you, you okay? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> plus the but uh, the snapdragons that I had growing underneath them were were in better shape than I thought. So mm. I thought how oh good I'll release the, you know pick those uh, zinnias that are not looking so good and release the snapdragons. <laughs> so now, you, had you planted the snapdragons this fall? Yeah, I did. I, oh, okay. I planted I planted them. Well, when tra- uh, Milburgers had uh, rockets, I couldn't yeah, I yeah. couldn't pass on the rockets <laughs> that big, and I uh, planted them. And of course, the with the wonderful weather we had, the uh, the zinnias reseeded themselves and came <laughs> up, and so I left everything. Well, they were protecting them, you know. And and uh, commercial crops they use uh, cro- uh, grasses uh, and cereal uh, uh, rye. As a windbreak, yeah. like up in Lubbock, where the wind always blows. Well, then you, the usual pattern, the usual thing that happens when you do that is that if there's enough moisture, mm-hmm. the the plants underneath just disintegrate from. Yeah. From the, but this year it's been dry enough that they've yeah. uh, survived. So, That's neat. so did, it should be interesting. Did you see any of the uh, powder? Uh, Downy mildew. What, you, what would you say was on them? Downy mildew. Mildew, yeah. And uh, on the snapdragon? No, I didn't I see d- any. I don't think that they, the downy mildew that gets on uh, zinnias also will also get on snapdragons. Huh. Obviously, your deal yeah. would have shown it. Yeah. I mean, since they were surrounded by. Uh, I had ta- was talking to uh, another gardener. And uh, he'd mentioned he'd seen a little bit of rust, but I've, I haven't seen any. Generally, we don't see rust on snapdragons until Gets May or yeah. May or June. Yeah. So, well, anyhow, so we got the now we got plenty of time to plant uh, snapdragons and uh, get them get them in place. Get some of that little pretty one down there. Yeah, when well, all the red son- and white and all the sonnets are here, and then we've got that. Uh, that uh, snapdragon that uh, crawls or lays down too. That be oh interesting. yeah, interesting to, start to try. Have you? Did you get any of those? No, I didn't. Okay, yeah. Oh, by the way, um, and, and I wasn't getting as much sun as I thought it was. I will be honest. My uh, sun patient is doing great. It's pretty. It's a pretty plant. I don't know if we still have is any. It or not. Yeah. Huh. Um, Almost kind of looks like a vinca bloom. It's weird. So it is. It's getting enough to to bloom. Yeah, it's getting enough to bloom. But I mean, we were. I, w- I was supposed to be buying it to put it in the hottest part of the thing, and I didn't do that very well. The, the I was going to put it. When in did the you buy it? When did you get it? Well, how long ago? It's been maybe month, a month or more. Yeah. Yeah. Now, do they claim that that sun patient is cold tolerant too? Oh, is it? Should I bring it in? Oh, hell yes, it'll freeze. Oh, okay. What about tonight? Well, I'm, I'll Unle- do unless it's a, 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 a more super plant than I think it is. Because well, what it, 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 it tolerates full sun in Texas. 
Okay, well, let's not get into that again. But I did <laughs> want to tell you that it does look nice. We're not we're going we're not talking about it again. I've saved, saved the article. Wow. <laughs> well, hey, listen, we need to get ready to take a break. Okay, give me a break. And when we come back, I will tell you twelve festive facts about the Fraser fir. All right. And I'll give you the weather forecast for tonight because you'll have to tell us what to bring in and what not to bring in. All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. We've got more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery at 1604 and Boulevardy Road. I'm Milton Glick along with Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons on 930 AM The Answer. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, toll free. It's 866-308-8867. Or come on out to Millburgers and visit with us and uh, have some fun and talk to us in person. Or if you're looking for your Christmas tree, now's the time to come, and Millburgers is the place to go. Uh, maybe you're thinking about getting a Fraser fur. Uh huh. Why well, yeah. would you get a Fraser fur? Because Mr. Fraser does a I'm gonna, good job. Well, I'm going to tell you 12 festive facts about Fraser fur. Okay. Okay. This is, I believe, from the North Carolina uh, Museum of Natural Science. Okay. Number one. Okay. You may have to email them and tell them they un- this is a lie. <laughs> the Fraser fir was named after John Fraser. There you go. A Scottish botanist who explored the southern Appalachian Mountains in the late 1700s. Wow. I'm not sure he's still with us. I don't think he is. <laughs> I'm guessing. He might be in a, in a, in a display case. Somewhere. Oh. oh. <laughs> Kept fresh. In North Carolina produces 26% of real Christmas trees in the U.S. and ranks second nationally for number of trees harvested. All right. The iconic Fraser fir represents nearly 95% of all Christmas tree species grown in North Carolina. And they're grown on the Fraser farm. Uh-huh. According to Dr. <laughs> Jerry Parsons, <laughs> Christmas trees are raised in more than a dozen, dozen western North Carolina counties. Christmas tree farms can stabilize soil, protect water supplies, and provide refuge for wildlife. Oh, wow. In 2005, the Fraser fir was adopted as the official Christmas tree of North Carolina. Of course. Fraser firs are known as the Cadillac of Christmas trees due to their needle retention, strong branches, and pleasant aroma. It it can take between 7 to 10 years to grow a 6 to 7 foot Fraser fir. So are we gonna now? We gonna do all the Christmas trees in because <laughs> uh, balsam balsam fir was the the one in Minnesota. Oh, now they said that Mr. Balsam doesn't <laughs> have so. a yeah, Mr. Balsam. Yeah, yeah he don't he don't have a you know you know it was Dr. Balsam to you. <laughs> he, he didn't go through all those years of training and education just to be called Mr. Balsam, my friend. Okay, I'm just making okay. that up. I'm sorry. Okay, and then let's see. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I can look on that. Although they said the Fraser fir was also called uh, um, so this species is sometimes called southern balsam huh? or southern balsam fir. Really? It wouldn't be yeah. Uh, so <laughs> just I never would have guessed that. Maybe it's the same thing. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, as Calvin's remembering that. And now, 
So you missed. No, I mean in terms of looking at these versus balsam fir. Uh, these these are much. The form is it's much more uh, showy and no. classic than balsam fir was. Yeah, but was that grown on a farm? Um, I mean, where they pruned them or trimmed them? Well, most mo- most of them were, but we, but we, I have to admit that a lot of us that had land, yeah, harvested a few. Yeah, yeah. Harvested for your office, you harvested one or yeah. two, and you <laughs> in the house. Then we'll be good. I can look for more if you like me to. Um, <laughs> And maybe Dennis will send us more information on that. Would you like the weather forecast? Yeah. Okay. Because this is probably with the temperatures going as low as they're predicting. Um, what? <laughs> well, yeah, it does change. Well, I got I got two different things and the same things. Oh, no, I see. So this afternoon, partly sunny with a high near 62 degrees. Wind gusts as high as 25 miles per hour. Okay. Mostly clear tonight with a low around 37. Okay. So that's probably the one that's going to make people go, what should I cover? Sunny with a high near 64 tomorrow. 37, we should be okay. But did oh, good, okay. Jerry, I was, Jerry's going to say, well, if it's forecast for 37, <laughs> that means it'll either be 27 there or 47. There you go. That's there true, you yeah. Go. <laughs> uh, north, Cameron north remembers that, sure. I've been saying for a few years. Uh, north northeast wind about five miles per hour, so that's not much less gusty. Uh, tomorrow night a low around forty eight, no, and no. then sixty seven on Monday, with a low around sixty one. So it starts to warm up after tomorrow. Yeah, I wouldn't worry about thirty seven. Really? Now if you're in the hill country. Yeah. That's a problem. Oh, you want me to look up hill country weather? Do you have hill country weather? Well, it's the national weather thing. I can look. It under should be. Uh, I just need to know a zip code. Five, five to seven degrees cold. We'll test out your theory. Give me a city. You want me to see what, what Johnson City Joe is gonna? What kind of weather? Fredericksburg. He's gonna, yeah, Fredericksburg. Uh, or, uh, what about Johnson City? You don't care? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna look for Johnson City weather. As old as Joe is, he's always cold. <laughs> Poor Joe. Stop <laughs> making fun of Joe. Okay, I'm going to look for it while y'all talk. Just, a, just a, I'm always cold, too. Okay. <laughs> My son's living, right. with, living with me now, and uh, he turns on the air conditioner. Oh, no. At night. And I turn on my little heater at night. Uh, this is her husband. But, uh, if, if I turn on the heater when he's not going to be there for a couple of days. Yeah. And he comes in and it's. My warm in the house. He raises hell. You know. No. Dad. He claims he's saving electricity. Uh, so here is, oh, it is a big difference. Um, oh, here's yeah. the weather forecast for our listener. Okay. In jo- <laughs> I bet we have two listeners. Yeah. So for our listeners in Johnson City, partly cloudy, high near 57 today. So it sounds like it's actually a little warmer today there, but low tonight around 31. Oh, okay, there you go. Uh, not That's as gusty of winds, and then it warms up again on Monday. So that'll mean, well, potentially that'll mean there'll be spots that get below freezing. Right. Oh, yeah, you're right. Even here in low places, you know, low places and by uh, tomatoes, rivers and stuff. Yeah. 
So um, tomorrow we will find out where the noble fur gets its name. Jerry, got a guess? <laughs> <laughs> that's by the noble of you to look that up. Uh, okay. Yes, so sir. Oh, I was just <laughs> think, uh, thinking of balsam fir and uh, okay. some of the, well, uh, Colorado spruce. I was looking at the sale items for this week. Mm-hmm. And it said, uh, talking about fresh cut Christmas trees, San Antonio's best selection. It really is a great selection. And honestly, it's amazing. They get, um, people come back year after year. Oh, yeah. This is the place they go and they bring uh, their stands. And they you know, I was t- talking about the balsam fir and uh, uh, they, that, that was, if you're picking a balsam fir at a, Place, place like a uh, retailer, it, it was worth it spending some time because they w- there was quite a bit of difference mm-hmm. in terms of how good they looked and yeah, how some were broken. Or yeah. <laughs> Here at Millburgers, you can just pick any one of them and they're all, yeah. all nearly perfect. So. I always, always laugh at people, at families to come in and pick up a Christmas tree. And they'll look, they'll go around and around the tree. And uh, and then uh, they they look at maybe ten or twelve trees, and then they'll come back to the first the one first one that yeah looked at. that happens a lot. <laughs> uh, the problem is there's no difference in them. Yeah, they're all they're uh, all really I mean, pretty. They're all good. Now yeah. quite quite often though you'll have a the the first one that they the uh, the sister may see the first one she sees oh. may be different from the brother <laughs> so that seems to be the only dispute that's involved <laughs> the, the but uh, much easier to pick up tree here in this <laughs> layout yeah they're interested they're all they've re- recut the what is it you're saying is uh keep that's the not butt my clean saying. you take credit for your own sayings keep, keep the butt clean and wet Isn't i that never said that Melton? I never said that. What is wrong with you? Unless I was reading Look it from Doctor Parsons. <laughs> Look at our. You uh, watching the cat hunt? Cat in. He was hi- hiding. <laughs> yeah, he was stalking something a minute ago, but I think the bird flew off. But anyway, the interesting she thing would about it, he would love to catch one of our, <laughs> her doves. Oh man, that would be. That'd be a good meal. Uh, she probably wouldn't even eat it. She, <laughs> she looks like she's, well, she'd play with it. <laughs> but anyway, when they sell down to the last, the last five trees on the place, and the people come to buy the last five trees, and the last five trees look as good as the first five trees that they saw. I mean, they really yeah. hold up well the way they treat them here. Uh, what is it they do? <laughs> you, you know what you're saying is, it is not mine. <laughs> But anyway, and Christmas cactus. We last weekend we saw a lot of people walking out with some nice Christmas cactus. Yeah, Trace is on the porch with us. We'll have to ask him about the stuff. What were we going to ask him about? <laughs> oh, we were we were recount. We had a customer call in and ask about uh, Douglas firs, and so we got into this. Where where are these? The firs that we have here, where are they from? And well, normally it's going to be uh, Oregon and North Carolina. Yeah. yeah. But we had to add Wisconsin huh. to the mix to actually have <laughs> uh, 
have the trees that we did get because there was such a heat wave up north and it messed up a lot of oh. them. So. so that was that's exactly consistent with the article I saw. With All right, is that why you're doing the thumbs up? Or you're yeah, doing, oh, uh, I thought you were. Uh, you know, I, I thought you Minnesotans didn't get along with those Wisconsinites. No, North Carolina. They didn't that a word? They didn't no, I just made it up. Okay. They didn't mention Jerry's Minnesota, taught me but well. they mentioned <laughs> Michigan and Wisconsin <laughs> and then the uh, Northwest. Oh, so you were saying, sorry. So I guess it didn't get as hot in Wisconsin. So oh. one of the people we buy from, they contract out to all kinds of the little, the little farmers. And uh, so they get the nicest tree for the money. And since there was such a... Uh, catastrophe on a lot of the trees they pulled from other sources oh okay hmm. but uh, anyway on these so uh, the douglas but you, you y'all i would never do douglas yeah you said that so um, um, there's I, i've never seen a douglas make it to christmas that still had even 20 percent of its needles left well um, and we can't do them as a container grown well we could, but they still wouldn't survive in the ground here. Okay. So just kind of like our loblolly pines. Yeah. Um, it'd, be, it'd be two times zero because they don't, they don't hold up as Christmas trees. And, oh. they, and <laughs> they don't, aren't a, a tree that will survive in our environment. Mr. I'm Douglas just, is I'm rolling in his grave I, right I'm now. I'm just glad he's passed away not to You know what Jerry told us? Well, he told you know, us he wasn't fond of that one uh, much either. It was really... Uh, we did Nobles, right? And we started doing more Fraser since it catched on. But Scotch Pine was his tree. Mm-hmm. Who's that, Mr. Wesser? Isn't that who he said? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought so you were talking about Mr. In, Douglas. In the day, we <laughs> used to do Scotch Pine in quantity. I can recall unloading eh, fourteen, fifteen hundred in a day. Oh, mm-hmm. where, did, wow. where did they grow Scotch Pine? Um, well, there was a because there uh, used to be a lot of them everywhere. Y- give me a minute, I can. <laughs> I can tell you where they used to come from. Uh-oh. Well, Forrest would tell horror stories about having to unpack Christmas trees. Uh, I, I can recall unloading trucks in in, uh, in a situation because back in those days, nobody else carried trees other than wolf. Apparently, we, they were. We would throw we would throw ten trees on the ground, and then the guys would haul them off. Well, it was uh, such demand that. People would just run in there and start grabbing them, and we'd have we'd be afraid we were going <laughs> to knock them upside the head with a oh butt my gosh. tree. <laughs> Apparently, it's a sticky job though to get them <laughs> off the trucks. And uh, you wear gloves, yes. Okay, and they also used to uh, used to uh, f- uh, flock them. Oh, wait a minute. Yes, uh, we did. Yeah, f- flock. <laughs> now they make them look like snow on them. Yeah, and Wolf was I think about the only one that did that too. We were the only ones that did it right. Oh. oh, it's a it's a challenge now. It is an art. Is it? <laughs> yes. Okay. Mr. Wester would always give me one. Oh. And one year, the only year. Well, I didn't I, learn that from him. <laughs> the the only, only, only uh, year I ever had a flocked tree, I got from uh, okay. Wolf Nursery. All right. So the person we used to get scotch pines from has an operation in Michigan. Okay. Uh, they may have other ones as well, because yeah. most of those guys do have multiple farms. Hmm. All right. 210-308-8867. Cool. 210-308-8867. What's going on, Trace? Uh, it's <laughs> been an interesting day. Uh, we yeah. still, still have uh, a fair amount of trees, so yeah. we're looking for trees. Uh, wreaths we've got. Uh, 
the uh, garland where if you're interested in garland I would show soon and a great selection of poinsettias and color so if you're trying to yeah. decorate for all the people coming over for for Christmas we've got the color to do it with and yeah. starting at a good price I think starting at 699 does that sound right I think so. I think that's on the web. I'll look well, at the point Poinsettia is starting at six. Oh, what, did that, what were you? Well, the last thing I said was color. Oh, okay, but yeah. But yes, poinsettias are color too, Bill. I'm sorry. Green, <laughs> green and red are do. Oh, I thought you said okay. Uh, I I heard you still talking about the color of the poinsettias. That's the that's the way my brain I, I processed it. I was referring to the tables, but yeah, would you have lots of color on the table? We do. Yeah, uh, violas, snapdragons, cyclamen, primrose. Great selection of primrose, by the way. Christmas cactus. We do have Christmas cactus and poinsettias, and yeah. if you're not into that, we do have a pretty good selection of house plants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And do you have any citrus? Uh, just a <laughs> few thousand. Yeah, <laughs> lots, of, num- lots of Christmas citrus. It's going to start coming. People are going to start coming, and that's the the biggest plant we sell for Christmas gifts. Next yeah. to maybe poinsettias might be a wow a close and, and, second. And you might even find some improved uh, mire. Just a couple hundred. <laughs> Is that all? <laughs> no, it's all. Yeah, I was, a, I was uh, surveying them uh, <laughs> last week. Uh, so I started at that uh, next to the fence and was started at the uh, west side where they're stacked I, against I, the fence. I, I'll give you one guess which one's the best seller <laughs> for Christmas. Uh, Marlin? Yes. <laughs> ding 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 ding. <laughs> well, we harvested our uh, oh, Samira lemons because uh, uh, Judy, my wife, wanted uh, lemonade. Oh, okay. <laughs> and so you got to quit being so nice to her, Kevin. Yeah, that's uh. true. <laughs> I don't dare not be nice to her. <laughs> oh, someone wants to call 210 308. 8867 210 Wow, that's great. 308 You could almost write that down. 67. So, I'll give it out in a second too. So, you never give that phone number. I man. know. <laughs> 210 308 8867. And you still I think I remember that, but you know what? We didn't put it on the sign. So oh, I we should have. Yeah, it would have been a good idea. <laughs> okay. You said it too fast. Right? Okay. Uh. Said it too fast. <laughs> Two one zero. Yeah, well, that's pretty common. Okay, three zero eight. Three zero eight. Yeah. Well, let's give them a chance to call. We'll uh, <laughs> take a quick break and come back in a moment. Two one zero three zero eight. Eighty-eight sixty-seven. Back in a moment. Are you going to leave us? Oh man. <laughs> okay. Back in a moment on nine thirty a.m. The answer. I'm preparing for some Christmas sharing, but I pause because hang in my stocking. I can hear the knocking. Is that you, Santa Claus? Is and welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867. If you've got a deck in your home, you know that it's so important uh, to your house. It uh, increases the home value. It's a place where you can go uh, for respite yourself or you can uh, entertain people. And if it's not What's looking... What's that, an outhouse? The, uh, the deck. 
Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> are yeah. you entertaining people in your outhouse? No, I, yeah, I guess, Do you even I, have yeah, an I guess I should plug in my. <laughs> you probably <laughs> should, yeah. yeah earlier All right. in the conversation. And you, you Big party at Calvin's outhouse tonight. <laughs> you, can, right. you can also put your uh, uh, chimenea out yeah, on, on, on yeah, I uh, think deck. Calvin may warn you against that. Uh, but uh, <laughs> you want it to look good, you want to be able to enjoy it, uh, you want it to stay looking good. And that's where Barry Hagendorf of Deccan Patio Care can help. He's been doing this since about 1986. And uh, com is his website. And I encourage you to go there because when you do, you will see a before and after picture. So as Barry is fond of saying, it really can look new again. Uh, when you see the picture, you will go, wow, okay, I remember when it looked like that. That's great. I want it to look like that again. It's deckandpatiocare.com and for Deck and Patio Care by Barry Hagendorf, 210-822-9147, 210-822-9147. And I will have to see whether Barry can stain and seal your outhouse. Barbara <laughs> is on the line at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Barbara, welcome to hey, Millburgers Garden. how you doing? Good, how you doing? Really, Were you the really one that called good. the nursery? Yeah, I couldn't. You talked so fast, I couldn't get the yeah, phone number. I just Barbara get excited. Okay, I'll, I'll slow down, Barbara. Down all the time. <laughs> yeah, I've got it now. I'm never going to give it. I'm going to put it on a board so I don't forget the phone number. <laughs> what's, what's going uh, on? Anyway, I wanted to let you know, uh, since we're talking about Christmas trees, uh, my, I have just a little story. And I'm in Wilson County, and so Jerry will understand <laughs> Um, I'm in sand, of course, and uh, I bought, years ago, I bought a loblolly pine for mm-hmm. Christmas. There you go. Because I'm out here and decorated it a little bit, and, and uh, when I bought it, it was about four or five feet tall, and I planted it out by my pond. I got a half-acre pond, and uh, that was over 20 years ago. And... Um, now, where, where do you live? Uh, I live County. in Wilson County, near oh. Laverne. Okay. Do the so gophers get under it and uh, re- relax? Pardon? Do the gophers get under it and relax? No, 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 no. They, they didn't bother it at all. And uh, <laughs> I, I just looked at it again uh, the other day, and that thing is about, I would say, three and a half stories tall. Wow. It is huge, mm. and it is beautiful. And so if anybody wants a pine that really takes well in this area, that's the pine. But it is massive. It will grow to be that massive. Mm. So, But I just wanted to share that story since you were talking about the d- different fir trees, and that's what does very well out here in the sand. Yeah. In the sand and uh Acid. And more acid uh, soils. Mm-hmm. Now you can compare that to my neighborhood <laughs> where uh, one of my neighbors planted uh, about eight of them. Oh, dear. Uh-oh. And, uh, I mean, it, they no. looked good yeah. for about three years, four years, and then whoosh. I mean, they, they <laughs> then they declined pretty quickly. Yeah, I was suspecting the story didn't have a happy ending. Yellow. Yeah, it, it, you really have to understand your environment and what what you know what, what will happen. I just happened to read up on it and put it in the right place. And well, and the I good, the good news, uh, you got the loblolly pine works great there. 
And then we've got four or five different conifers that work very well here in the in the alkaline soil, heavier soil too. Yeah. So you can, yeah, if you do your research like you did, you can always find uh, one of them that'll work, and then usually your local nursery will have that mm-hmm. one, hopefully the right one. Anyway, I just wanted to share that. Now, when I looked online to see how much they cost, they're expensive now. But in the pots of, you know, the ones that you buy at the store, I mean, it's forty-five, fifty dollars. Well, you used to could get them. I know in Tennessee, uh, you would get them uh, as little slips, as a little, mm-hmm. and the the, uh, the government would uh, pay half the price of uh, huh. buying the trees and also. Uh, planting, having a planting. Well, I always thought, when I first started writing articles on living Christmas trees, mm-hmm. I always, th- th- those living Christmas trees were less expensive than the, n- the nursery tri- version. Mm-hmm. You know, and they looked almost the same to me. <laughs> and so you got you got uh, double bang with those things at three quarters of the price. Oh, and yeah. So yeah, you're right, though. The price is uh, t- it's it's Yeah, really, it's gone up. Oh, I think one-gallon uh, trees. That's, that's yeah. what it was when I saw it online. So I, I figured just the way things are right now, that's it's all a factor. And, uh, oh, yeah. Well, anyway, I just wanted to know about my, my tree and anybody out there that uh, is looking for one. And as long as you have the environment. Is it a... Got the classic pine shape? Is it yes, real it's airy or is it tighter? It's 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 tighter. It's tighter mm-hmm. now. And it does does have pine cones that drop every year. Ah, cool. They can be used for Christmas decorations. Yeah. <laughs> it's too tall for that now. <laughs> is, it, is, it, is it true? I've heard that uh, grass burrs won't grow under them. A uh, loblolly pine, is that right? Well, I don't know. I haven't tried it, and I, I don't want to. <laughs> well, if you're in Wilson County, you've tried it. Yeah. <laughs> I think his point is you don't have to do much in Wilson County to get good grass burrs. That's okay. so just, true. Okay. It, anyway, I just wanted to share that with you. Well, thank, thank you. Thank you. I'm glad you got the number, and I'll slow down, I promise. All right. Be your sweetheart. Thank you. Very thank Merry you. Christmas to all Merry of Christmas you. to you. Call us thank back. You. Bye-bye. Tell us All what's right. going on in Wilson County. We barely get any calls from Wilson County. <laughs> All right, give us a call and be a part of the show at two one zero. We used tree. to go to Wilson I County know, quite and often. I know they kicked us out. Uh, no, I don't remember. I know they didn't kick us out. But <laughs> I forget what changed. Was it a COVID situation that we they didn't have the thing or something changed? Anyway, yeah, that was par- that was part of it. I think the Gopher lobby. Uh, uh, petition that's not to come back because Jerry kept promoting the coats. Uh, 210-308-8867. I, I think, I, I think our terrier over there no. sees their cat. 210-308-8867. <laughs> the number to call to well, be a part of the show. Now you said it so slow that I forgot <laughs> the first numbers before that. I can't win. 210 308 8867. The well, number you know it's a lost cause if we've been doing this for 23 years and we can't remember. <laughs> you the don't remember, yeah. The phone we number. can't. Yeah. Calvin and I can't remember. If we but, y'all, you know, y'all don't call the show. <laughs> if you called the show, you'd remember. Yeah, but we hear it so many times, you would think. Yeah, uh, you just ignore me. Oh. I know. 
Maybe if, if you had a little chalkboard and held it up with the mud. Oh, that's a good idea. Okay. Yeah, After all these years, maybe we'll do that. All right. Well, the phone lines are open. <laughs> so uh, we have an open line right now. Uh, I want to, I would congratulate Calvin on today's article in the paper. When making a list, check it twice for gardeners, then consider books. That's the headline. And, uh,. When I opened it, I was I was so excited I couldn't hardly believe it because the, it's got a beautiful picture of Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening book on that, uh, which Calvin mentions in his write-up. He talks about a lot of good uh, uh, places, Oops. a lot of good books, and uh, even mentioned... Uh, for a short write-up on every tree your gardener will experience in Texas, consider Texas Trees a Friendly Guide by Paul Cox and Patty Lessig. It's an excellent resource. Now, is that, where would you buy that? Is it, I don't know if it's still at the Botanical Garden or not. I don't know if, uh, Let's I don't know who has that. Let's see. Where have I seen it? I guess it? it's on, on, it's in print, right? Yeah, yeah. Paul, um, up to, up to w when Paul died, he it was available because yeah. he was given copies. Uh, but well you, know, you know, they, uh. I didn't, yeah, that'd be interesting. To, I made a note there, too, that uh, some of these uh, titles that I listed were, out of print, but yeah, they, they were available at used used bookstores. Uh, there were a lot of them that were still at the available at the used bookstore. Surprisingly, a lot of them are available at uh, nurseries too. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, now the reason they wouldn't uh, reprint it because it was so expensive to print all those pictures that were in there. All that color ink, huh? All that, all that colors and. I think and we found Paul's uh, book on Amazon. Is that right? Yeah, okay. I think it was like, like. I don't want to discourage anybody, so <laughs> I maybe I shouldn't give the cost. But speaking of Neil Sparrow, since Calvin brought it up, uh, I, w I get I get that weekly newsletter. And uh, he's he write he only he only sell he sells his own his own books. They're not available anywhere else, but uh, through his organization. Uh, he's got the special. Uh, they're thirty six ninety five. No, it's actually much. Wow. Hey, here's a deal. Just breaking news. Sorry. Oh. You can get Texas Trees a Friendly Guide used for two dollars and new for fourteen ninety nine. Two dollars? Two dollars used. But then you got to pay for the shipping. Is that Amazon? Oh. That's on Amazon. Oh, Is that good. okay to say? Can I yeah. give the yeah. book if you want to? So Sure. Well, that's what, Thank uh, you, that's what most folks yeah. have so to there kind you of go. explore to yeah. see what their best that's source is. That's a good price because I think when we checked it last year, it was like like 30 or 40 bucks. Mm -hmm. Really? Yeah. I don't remember it being that much. Oh, okay. came to me in a dream. But anyway, yeah. Anyway. Okay, sorry. I know Jerry makes fun of it because there's no... <laughs> nope. no uh, Photos, in there. photos. <laughs> There's drawings, uh, but uh, I like I like the text, and it's got every 
every uh, tree that we think about or that we talk about. And, uh, of course, Paul, <laughs> I put Paul and Greg in the same yeah. league in terms of their really interesting uh, history anecdotes. Oh, yeah, yeah gosh. Yeah. When Paul was on the show. He knew all that oh history. Oh, man. He knew the history. He knew <laughs> Where what they the, were uh, the, the, the indigenous people <laughs> who before used it for. <laughs> and... Uh, and he could tell you where in town to see one. There you go. That was the wonderful <laughs> thing. Okay, at a corner of New Braunfels <laughs> and something, something. There's a great. Yeah, well you do, We always, uh, always wanted to be careful when you were taking Paul for a <laughs> ride anyplace. Yeah, just lock him in. Well, if yeah, if you slowed down at a stop sign <laughs> and there was some plant he hadn't seen in a while, the door would be opened and he'd be out there <laughs> looking it over. I guess all those native plant people. Lynn Lauer used to do the same they thing. Do we have a second to take a call? Or yeah, you want to yeah. get to a stopping point? Okay. Yeah. All right, we got James on the line, a different James, I think, uh, with a question at 210-308-8867. Hi, James. Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing fine. Thanks for taking the call. Sure, I what's have going a, on? A, a comment and two questions, but I'll, I'll be quick. Um, you always not or, or shying away from the loblolly pine, but I'm looking at two I planted. 15 years ago, maybe 13 years ago, and they're just gorgeous. They're just thriving. Um, I hope they live a long time. But my question is, I was in, me and my wife were in Fredericksburg this week, and I noted uh, throughout the town and going into town, there were loblolly pines people had planted probably decades ago. And my understanding is they wouldn't grow in that, that type, I don't know the climate, but the, the rocky soil, but What's the what's the downside of the loblolly pine? Well, this area? I, I, I don't know. If Fredericksburg, I, I guess it has more n nearly neutral soil. Yeah, it does. And uh, and it does w it does well on fruit trees too. So it makes us suspect that it's uh, acid soil or close to acid soil. That's the key. Okay. Loblolly will tolerate terrible soil as long <laughs> as it's acid. Oh yeah. And okay, so that's what it is. They've okay. got that uh, granite mm. soil up there. Yeah, and they grow fast. Okay. So that's why they won't grow in San Antonio and i.e. like the north side and northwest side of San Antonio because uh, the, the the soil, yeah. I guess. Is. Okay, all right, that makes sense. Okay, the other thing, the place we were staying, a real nice place we hadn't been to before, and I was walking the grounds, and this shrub, if you will, caught me out of the corner of my eye, so I went over there and took a couple of pictures. I'd never seen anything like it, and I... Tried to Google it, and I think it's called. It had uh, no leaves on it, uh, woody stemmed, about five feet tall, and but clusters of like grape-like uh, fruit, berries or whatnot. They almost looked like blackberries, but they were purple or magenta. And I looked it up, and it said it might be like a mulberry or a beauty berry or or something like that. Beauty berry. Is there such a thing? Yeah. Beauty. Yeah, the beauty berry. Beauty will berries, that, that that purple, yeah, and then and yeah. a lot of gardeners are are uh, bragging on them. They yeah. they did really well this year. The big clusters, yeah, and it's oh yeah, yeah, big clusters. Uh, it's beautiful. Now, will it grow here? You're saying? Oh yeah. I, I live uh, I live on the south. I live uh, in sand country on the south. Will it yeah. do well here? They're yeah, they're well real tolerant. Birds oh, okay. love them. Birds yeah. love them too. Okay. They don't. They don't eat them right away. In other words, they go 
Yeah. Well, that, that, that's good and bad. It's well good. <laughs> it's good because you get to look at them for part of the winter yeah, yeah. before the birds get them. So. I have a I have a lot of birds, especially red birds. I have a lot of red birds oh, and mockingbirds. Oh, yeah, they'll so, vote. They'll, so, they'll vote for you. Okay, so if I want to plant this, because I just put a patio cover up, and on the east side of my patio, I need like a screen or a hedge. Will they make a screen or a hedge, or how tall will they get? And and will that be enough sun for them? Just morning sun, or do they need a full day sun? No, I think they do. They they do well in morning sun. I got one that's kind of used to be in uh, morning sun, but it's, uh, now it's kind of in <laughs> more shade, and it uh, doesn't have as many berries as it used to. But they're they're pretty tolerant. Yeah, my neighbor's got one uh, that my former neighbor planted, and it's under some live oaks. They're, they're oh, not in solid stone. They're not. They're not. It's not like a ceniza in terms of a hedge. I mean, they yeah. they, they they don't make a real tight hedge. They're, they That's don't prune right. them to make a square or anything. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's got an open habit. Yeah. Yeah. What a, what's a something else that looks like that? Elder elder or something like that. Elderberries. Yeah. <laughs> So, okay, so you I've might, heard of that. You I might not be like. the best, the best hedge plant. Right. Okay. Well, I, I can just plant can it. Can you imagine though how pretty they are when you got they kind of weep with that purple, and if you if you don't mind that you can see through the through them, they <laughs> they're an attractive uh, uh, plant. Yeah. Ma- if you, if you, designating if you, a line. Yeah. If you got a shady area. That you want to, to screen from, uh, use uh-huh. uh, some of the hollies, one of the hollies. Yeah, depending I've had burfers before, um, but go. it didn't get depending tall. On, it it wouldn't get taller if I I need something taller. I would need the standard, right? Yeah, there that's you go. probably what burfing, I need to go with. Standard burfer. Yeah. Work, and that's okay, it. that beauty berry. Does Millburger? Does that? Cause I do want to get one of those beauty berries if I plant it somewhere else. Uh, does no. Millburger normally carry that? Yeah, yes. normally. Y'all know? Yeah. Okay. Yes. All right. All right. I appreciate it. Thank All you. Right. Thanks, Thanks sir. Good questions. Thank uh-huh. you. All right. Well, we're going right. to take this opportunity to take a quick break at 210 308 8867. Sorry. Just teasing. All right. Back in a moment on 930 AM. The answer. On an open fire, Jack Frost nipping at your nose, Yuletide carols being sung by a choir, and folks dressed up like Eskimos. Everybody knows a turkey and some mistletoe Help to make the season bright Tiny little tots with their eyes all aglow Will find it hard to sleep 
tonight They know that Sanders on his way and welcome back to Northeast Garden in South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, you're not hearing it or you're just shaking your head? Oh, that's weird. Because okay. you were hearing it before, right? Okay. You were just, you just unplugged a little bit. Now, now I don't hear you. Uh, well, I'm here. There you are. I can hear myself. Okay, we got you now. All right, Trace is on Funny the porch. Funny how you don't hear him when he doesn't talk. No, no, I don't get that. 210-308-8867, 210 308-8867. What is going on, Trace? We, you ran away from us. Uh, Barbara was <laughs> Barbara called, she, so we gave her the number, and she's got it now. And She was telling us a story about loblollies in Wilson County. Yeah. She's well, got them and loves them. Well, Wilson County is south of here, right? Yeah, and south, sand, south so, and sandy. So, uh, yeah, it should do fine there. Acid. However, we found out that uh, our figure that uh, grass burrs won't grow on a loblolly vine. This may be just the opinion of Parsons' on, research. On a loblolly? Well, she said no. She, she, didn't, she said one. she didn't. No, she didn't say she didn't see one. She knew what they were. Yeah, she, but she, I she mean, didn't. under the loblolly vine. Oh, I see. Under, okay. Oh, okay. All right. I heard And on. that, that mm-hmm. may be true because they they drop needles. Oh, you think the needles keep them from? And, and that would keep them from growing under there. I, I don't know. If they were deep enough. But anyway, we were talking about snapdragons a while ago. Yeah. I was looking at that funky one on the ground there, under the vegetables, under the... Yeah, you like that? Isn't that wild? It's (laughs) two-tone. That's what I was looking for. It's not variegated, but it's two-tone. Now, there's the two-tone that you want right there. White and red. Cyclamen. Beautiful. So we oh, and that's, is that a Christmas yeah. cactus underneath there? Oh, it may be. Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're we're uh, eyeballing a uh, cart that's that's <laughs> gone by. The point. Uh, okay, you got. You say you got poinsettias on sale. Uh, for sale. For sale. Yeah. We, we haven't got any. We haven't got any phalaenopsis left, have we? Yeah, there was. I, I saw orchids in there this morning. That's what I was wondering. Was I, I, Purveying on the uh, poinsettias, seeing where we we're at. We haven't mentioned the orchids as a good Christmas present, but they mm-hmm. definitely are. Not a stocking well, stuffer. No, but, but Jerry. But uh, still a great plant. Yeah, and they'll keep blooming through Valentine's Day, or what's that? Depends on how far along it's, it's at. Oh, okay. Oh, oh yeah. They are. Let's say on a and and the thing they every year they if you find the right spot for them they'll come they'll bloom every okay. single year. Oh, yeah. hmm. And I think my deal cut off. <laughs> my printer didn't cut it. It says it only lists ten inch pots. You have smaller than that, don't you? They, yeah, they start at six ninety nine and go up is what it should be. But uh, that, yeah, that's they're right. four and a half inch pots. There's some six inch pots. There's some six and a half inch pots. There's ten inch pots, and there's hanging baskets. Yeah, those ten inch pots are I, spectacular. I'm, I love them. In fact, I got my. Mo- it's hard to get my mother anything different every year, so I, I get her a different poinsettia. And uh, so we got these mixes in. So it's got the the new red, the new white, and the new pink, all in one pot. It's Ooh. just spectacular. Oh, really? Yep. I have That's to check that neat. out. In ten-inch pots. Yes, sir. Okay. But it's the it's the one with the smaller leafed bracts. 
and okay. it's really neat looking. Do don't you happen to remember how and much? And you that could just well, those you are thirty nine ninety nine for the mixed pot. Okay. Um, but we have varying sizes of all the others, or okay. varying prices. So like a four and a half floral grade, which is the size of everybody else's six inch. Yeah. Uh, those are six ninety nine. Okay. Those uh, ten inch pots are spectacular and easy to water. Fairly easy to water. But anyway, I was going to add, I got cut off there. Uh, that 10 inch, I figured you'd have some uh, color to that. What uh, do we have in terms of uh, books? We My article this today was about uh, uh, gardening books as, as a Christmas gift. We've, we've got some topics. We, we have a few, uh, but I can't remember the names off the top of my head other than I think one of them's at TNLA. Uh, TNLA book that David. Oh, that's a great sto mm -hmm. stocking stuffer. Have we got um, Greg Grant's Texas landscaping? That's mm, another, no, another great one. I, a few. We got a few different books in there, but yeah. that's not one of them. I think mm -hmm. the, probably the best place to order that would be uh, most reliable place to order that is off of uh, Texas Gardener. Almost maybe, maybe you should ask him for an autographed copy, and maybe we can give one away as a Christmas gift. Yeah, that'd be nice. But you got to ask him. Cause yeah, you got to ask him. <laughs> when do you think you can ask him? <laughs> ask Greg? Yeah. yeah. He can send you one, and then we can give it away next week. Somebody can do it as a, uh, <laughs> as a, as a freebie stocking stuff. Yeah. I get, I, uh, we can even interview Greg. I had Greg. one that Greg Gray gave me. We don't want give you to give us your no. copy. Oh, I like your idea, Mel. But Greg, what, <laughs> interview him. And we interview him and yeah, uh, yeah. give away a, a signed copy. And the I've give I've I'm giving all all of my books to Greg uh, that I've accumulated over the years, and uh, I think he took that one too. Oh my gosh! For the library, uh, for their. Oh. Uh, the Master Gardener Library. Oh, okay. up in well, Tyler. since since uh, I he gave me one of his signed copies when he gave you. There you since go. then he's done a new edition. Oh. Well, then he should want to. He should yeah. want to get on. Talk to Greg. <laughs> I know Jerry's. Do I have to. Maybe we can uh, get two uh, books and do two. Yeah, copies. we could do two books or three. <laughs> get one of each. I want to change the subject to. I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> I was, <laughs> I was That's in, why we kept talking. I was in here earlier this week. No, it was, it was uh, Thursday. That was earlier this and week. And I thought I was going to pick, uh, get some onions to take down to uh, 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 Camelton to plant in the greenhouse down there. And, of course, I figured that this would be the best place to come and get some onions. But I figured they'd be in short supply. No, they're not in short supply. Beautiful selection. And uh, the one that uh, they mentioned on the uh, ad on uh, that I get every week uh, said, uh, short day onion varieties available. Choose from 1015Y. You got a lot of those, that Y. Uh, that's yellow. the most popular. Uh, Texas Legend. And that's supposed to be the upgrade of uh, improvement, improvement, new and improved. Yeah, and then they got white Bermuda, which is a good one. 
Uh, I bet that's crystal wax. Uh, the one, the old one that we used to sell. Uh, when people would buy, it. Uh, all they would sell were the plants that you'd buy: red, white, and uh, yellow. You didn't know what variety they were or anything else. Uh, and then the, this this place I'm working with uh, said that they wanted more red onions. Uh, <laughs> and so... Uh, uh, for me, that red sells the slowest. Yeah, yeah. It's because, also the most, most potent, if you want. Yeah, yeah. A little taste. That, that red Creole sure is. Yeah, I, c I so plant red Creole and Legends. Yeah. Uh, but they were... T <laughs> Last year, and they grew the hell out of them, uh, I took them Legend and 1015 Y. And the, the chef, they had their own chef, said that uh, this year he wanted something colorful, like the red, and more pungent. Yellow's a color, too. <laughs> but uh, the, all the ones that I had brought last year, and they grew huge onions, uh, were sweet, of course, and that's why they were developed. So when I came the other day, I was I got red Creole and Southern Bell Red, and I wonder if that Southern Bell Red is uh, the old Burgundy Red that we used to talk about, used to buy. But uh, and then you got Yellow Granex, which is the uh, Vidalia. Vidalia. And you got Texas early white, and uh, got so that's uh, only two ninety nine per bundle of about fifty to sixty to seventy plants in that thing. Uh, yeah, I usually say fifty to sixty. Well, I'm saying let's see, eight feet every <laughs> two inches. What's that? That's uh, six times eight, <laughs> 40, 50. Yeah. 50. Well, it's two rows, so you you got uh, some of those packets are a lot more than 50. Oh, yeah. But it's, <laughs> you know what determines that number? How big they are? Huh? How big they are? No, how big the the harvester is. How well, big a how hand. How big a hand they have. They have. Okay. Big, because they pull a, a handful and then town. And then so then they don't count them? Uh-oh. They don't go one by one and count no, them? No, hell no. <laughs> All right. We've got to begin to wrap up. Um, you can come visit uh, Trace and the gang here uh, this afternoon, tomorrow morning. Uh, and did we, did we emphasize that the, all those onions we were talking about are here at the... Yeah. 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 Well labeled, too. Yeah. All right. And they've even got a little tag on the bus. See you tomorrow and on The Answer. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.